Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with Positive Prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on Positive Prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open Positive Prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. joining me. (laughs) I'm so grateful that our topic this week is no compromises. This is one of the most valuable aspects of A Course in Miracles is that it is uncompromising. And we are going to take advantage of all the learning and healing that being uncompromising can bring us. We're going to maximize it. So we're gathering together for this holy purpose here and now. We have the two or more gathered in the name and the nature of love with a deep and abiding gratitude. So as always, we're going to begin this show on the road with a prayer. (laughs) So we take that breath together. We place our hand on our heart. Ah, relaxing into love. Love is uncompromising. Love is unconditional. Love simply is full on all the time. This is our true divine nature and we're willing to accept it, to know it, to see it, to feel it, and to experience it fully and completely. We are grateful and thankful to be the two or more gathered in the name and the nature of love for the holy purpose of waking up and accepting the atonement for ourselves. We are truly grateful and truly thankful to allow ourselves to be lifted and shifted above the battleground. We are willing to see there is no battle. Only love is real. And love can never be threatened. So we are grateful and thankful to recognize that truly in our defenselessness, our safety lies. So grateful to stand in a place with no grievances, no regrets. To stand in a place without guilt or shame or blame, completely above the battleground. We are grateful and thankful to recognize that our heart is the heart of God. Our mind is the mind of God. Our life is the life of God. Our very hand is the hand of God in this world. We are grateful and thankful to say yes to unprecedented living in 
love. We share the benefits of our willingness with everyone because we are one with them. And in gratitude, we allow the healing to be. We fully let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Uncompromising. This is what our healing is about. So, you know, I think for many of us, the thought of being uncompromising seems impossible. It seems unfathomable. It seems too far out of our reach. We're having too human experience. It seems as though, for me, at times, that only the ego could be uncompromising because the ego is stiff and formal and maniacal. (laughs) And sometimes it seems like that's what it would mean to be uncompromising, would be rigid. But you know, it's not. It's loving. It's loving. Love is uncompromising. So love is unconditional. To be compromising is to be conditional. If this, then that. But when we think of love as its true nature, being constant, then its uncompromising nature feels assuring that love is uncompromising. Love is unconditional. And that's how we'd like all our love to be, with no conditions whatsoever. So that means having a great willingness. And it does not mean that on a daily basis we won't have experiences where we're tempted to make compromises. But the thing is, we will give up our attachment to our compromises. And we're willing to see beyond the compromises. We're willing to see, oh, there was a temptation to compromise. Oh, I just compromised back there. But I see it, so now I can shift it and change it. This is living in the mind training of A Course in Miracles. One thing that really strikes me about this is Uh, My favorite lesson, love has no grievances. Love holds no grievances. And so in that lesson, the summary of it, and it really is to me in so many ways, the summary of the workbook, which is, it is as sure that those who hold grievances will forget who they are, as it is certain that those who forgive will remember. So what is forgiveness? It's non-judgment not holding any grievances. So giving up all the grievances allows us to remember who we really are. And in that remembrance is our liberation from all suffering, from all poverty, from all health issues, from all complaints of any kind. I often think of how many, what lengths people are willing to go to in order to have what they think they want but they're not willing to simply practice non-judgment. But they're willing to travel many miles and spend many thousands of dollars and have all kinds of experiences in search of healing. But the healing really comes when we're willing to practice consistency. In the Manual for Teachers in Chapter 4, it's about the characteristics of the teachers of God and we've been looking at that in my year-long Masterful Living course which by the way starts again in January so uh, enrollment will be opening later this month of November and it's open for about five or six weeks and then we'll start uh, we we have a first class it's a bonus class on January 1st but then the, the year-long course starts in earnest on uh, I believe it's Monday January 9th and so um, 
the registration will be open until then and then we close it for the year so if you'd like to come and join me in a year-long course of walking these teachings these principles and really applying them with like-minded people masterful living course would be for you and oh boy oh boy the focus really is on being unconditionally loving and giving up the grievances and oh, such a relief such a relief so much more peace <laughs> and so what got me thinking about uh, love holds no grievances is I kept feeling spirit talking about the battleground and rising above the battleground and uh, then yesterday uh, in the offering we did on Loving America Free with John Mundy and Jimmy Twyman Bill Free, Vicki Poppy, Cindy Laura Renard, and myself. Uh, one of the things that came up, in fact, uh, it was uh, John Mundy who bought, brought it up. He was talking about the battleground as well. So I thought, oh, okay, here it is again. Because the election to me has felt like a battleground. And I think it's felt like a battleground to a lot of people. So we were talking yesterday, and you can get the free download of the Loving America free class, Lifting the Election with Love. It was a really beautiful, beautiful call with these wonderful uh, folks who have been studying A Course in Miracles for many years and who shared their own experience of uh, taking a moment and being uh, upset or bothered by the election or uh, and, and really looking at what's going on and how people are feeling and, and uh, with the intention of being truly helpful and offering some real support to people who are struggling right now. So uh, again, that's free. You can find that at livingacourseofmiracles.com right now. Uh, and you can also get it through the events page at jenniferhadley.com right now. Loving America Free. And if you see it out on Facebook, you know it's a free class, a free offering. And for many people, it might be a great introduction to A Course in Miracles with all these course teachers. Uh, won't you share and like at Facebook uh, so more people will see it? Thank you very much. So John Mundy was talking about there is no safety in a battleground and uh, it just brought this battleground theme back to me uh, to include in our episode today about no compromises so it starts with or where I feel guided to start with this today is um, it's chapter 23 section 3 paragraph Three, where it begins, salvation is no compromise of any kind. To compromise is to accept but part of what you want, to take a little and give up the rest. Salvation gives up nothing. It is complete for everyone. Let the idea of compromise but enter, and the awareness of salvation's purpose is lost because it's not recognized. It is denied where compromise has been accepted. For compromise is the belief salvation is impossible. Compromise is the belief salvation is impossible. Compromise would maintain you can attack a little, love a little, and know the difference. Thus, compromise would teach a little of the same can still be different, and yet the same can remain intact as one. Does this make sense? Can it be understood? This course is easy just because it makes no compromise. So there, it's easy because it makes no compromise. We don't have to figure it out. Remember, the ego analyzes, spirit knows and flows. So when we're trying to understand things and analyze things then we're identified with the ego the spirit knows and flows and compromise completely unnecessary so in, in many ways we've been raised to teach about 
compromising with uh, people when we disagree. But the Course is telling us, no, just <laughs> surrender. <laughs> Don't compromise, surrender. Just give up your opinions and judgments completely. That if we're going to let the idea of compromise enter into our awareness, into our conversation, then we don't understand what salvation's purpose is. Salvation's purpose is to eliminate the very concept of compromise. Because if you think of God is perfect wholeness, God is the all in all, God is all there is, all there ever will be, all in all. Can you compromise the all in all? Is that even possible? How would that work? Can you make a compromise with the all in all? How would that even work? So we're giving up the idea of needing to have a little of this, a little of that. One of the things I realized that was hurting me, and I didn't even know it, was this idea that I was going to give part of my life to God, but keep part of it for quote-unquote myself. So really, I didn't know it for a long time, really, until I became a Course in Miracles student. I, I didn't realize that I was saying, I'm going to give most of my life to God, and I'm going to give part of it to the ego, <clears throat> just in case I want to smoke crack, or uh, in, just in case I'd like to do something that feels bad or less than holy. I wanted to reserve the right to do something nutty or crazy or because I thought, well, that's me. I'm the one who does the bad, nutty, crazy things. And so I can't give myself 100% to God because, well, I'm not going to keep that promise. So better I say, okay, I'll be good 70% of the time, or 80% of the time, or 90% of the time, but not 100% of the time. I'm not going for that. I'm not making any promise to God about that. So, in a sense, I was compromising. And I couldn't be happy as long as I was compromising. So, I decided to go all in for God, 100%. Now... Because that freaks people out, I say, look, yeah, I'm all in for God. And every day I see, oh, that part I was doing for the ego. Oh, that part was not really about God. That was about serving the ego, serving the personality. So it's just about being aware. And as you become more aware, you can actually see more clearly the dysfunctional parts and there's often, for most of us, there's a period we go through where for a time it seems like, oh my gosh, everything is coming up. I'm just a, a, a big bag of issues and attachments, cravings and aversions, addictive and compulsive tendencies, judgments, complaints, etc., uh, etc. Et and it seems like, oh, this is way too much. I cannot handle how many things are coming up. But then after a while, we realize, oh no, it, this is good that they're coming up. This is helpful. This is healing. Because I'd like to let all of these things go so they do not run my life another minute. And instead of feeling like we're the ones that have to figure out how to solve the problem of our problems, the problem of having so many problems, instead we say, okay, I've got one problem. This is what the Course teaches us. I believe in separation. And so I'm going to give my one problem in all its manifestations as money problems, body problems, relationship problems, health problems, mental problems, emotional problems, friend problems, whatever they are, I'm going to give all the problems to the Holy Spirit for healing. And I'm going to focus on being consistent, which really is not making any compromises. So it says 
going back to chapter 23, section 3, paragraph 4, this course is easy just because it makes no compromise. Yet it seems difficult to those who still believe that compromise is possible. So if the course feels difficult to you, this is a place where you can focus your attention. And by joining with the Holy Spirit and saying, okay, I can see that this feels difficult because I still believe compromise is possible. Show that to me. I'd like to choose again. I would like to have clear opportunity to say compromise is not possible. I can see that now. Show me, help me to recognize compromise is indeed impossible. It says the course is, seems difficult to those who still believe that compromise is possible. They do not see that if it is possible, salvation then is an attack. Yet it is certain the belief that salvation is impossible cannot uphold a quiet, calm assurance it has come. Yet it is certain the belief that salvation is impossible cannot uphold a quiet, calm assurance it has come. Forgiveness cannot be withheld a little bit, nor is it possible to attack for this and love for that and understand forgiveness. Would you not want to recognize assault upon your peace in any form? If only thus does it become impossible that you lose sight of it. And I love this. We, we talked about this earlier in the year uh, in one of the, the radio episodes would you not want to recognize an assault upon your peace in any form? You want to recognize any assault on your peace in any form because that will make it impossible to lose sight of your peace and to lose sight of the assault so that you can actually have peace. Peace can be kept shining before your vision forever clear and never out of sight if you defend it not. Don't have to defend your peace. I need do nothing. Because remember, what seems to disturb your peace is simply your opinions, your judgments, your stories, the things that you've made up and tell yourself that aren't actually true. So why would you have to defend your peace against illusions and delusions. You wouldn't have to. That doesn't even make sense. So those who believe that peace can be defended and that attack is justified on its behalf cannot perceive it lies within them. So we are the peace of God. We are the peace of those who believe that peace can be defended and that attack is justified on peace's behalf cannot perceive that peace lies within them. How could they know? Could they accept forgiveness side by side with the belief that murder takes some forms by which their peace is saved? So can we save our peace by attack? That's insane. So, would we be willing to accept the fact that the savage purpose is directed against ourselves? Would you be willing to recognize that any attack is actually directed against yourself because we are our brother's keeper? And I love this. No one unites with enemies. No one unites with enemies. So as long as we hold enemies, as long as we have attack thoughts, we're preventing ourselves from uniting in the oneness. We're preventing ourselves from experiencing salvation. No one unites with enemies, nor is at one with enemies in purpose. And no one compromises with an enemy, but hates him still. 
for what he kept from him. So this is the thing is, we're not going to have compromises with an enemy and still hate the enemy for what has been kept from us. So, but this is the thing, this is the crazy thing is that we will do that. We will make compromises with an enemy and then feel like, oh, I still don't have what I want. Because if I want the peace of God, I'm going about it the wrong way. Now, here we're coming to the battleground. Mistake not truce for peace, nor compromise for the escape from conflict. So, a truce and peace are not the same thing. A truce and peace are different things. Right? So, a truce is not peace. It's not a healing. A truce is a temporary agreement. It's a compromise. Have you got any truces going in your life? Most people do. They say, oh, I'm, we're going to agree to disagree. We're going to agree to, I don't really like this person. I don't really like this situation, but I'm going to accept it. That can seem like a truce sometimes. But what could you not accept? What could you not even love and be grateful for if you knew that everything worked together for your good? I know it sounds crazy. Let's say you have an accident, your leg is amputated. How could that be something you'd ever be grateful for? Well, you'd have to be willing to see beyond time and space and see beyond identification with the body to see how you could ever feel grateful for that. And how do we get to that place? We get to that place of being able to see beyond time and space through not making compromises. It's the compromises that block our vision. So, truce and peace, not the same. And a compromise is not an escape from conflict. For what is conflict? Course in Miracles tells us that a conflict is when we hold in our mind that we'd like to experience the peace of God while simultaneously holding on to our attack thoughts. There's the conflict right there. We cannot have both. It's just not possible. We have to choose one or the other. And right now it's time for me to choose to go to a break. (laughs) So just a reminder that the Love America Free, Lifting the Election with Love, uh, conversation that we had uh, yesterday with uh, John Mundy, and yesterday was uh, November 14th, uh, with John Mundy, James Twyman, Cindy, Laura, Renard, Bill Free, Vicki Poppy, and myself. It's a beautiful, healing, nurturing conversation. I encourage you to go get that download for free. Tell your friends about it. We're transcribing it, so we'll have that transcript in a couple of days as well. And and everything that we shared about uh, really applies to so much more than the election. It applies to anything that you're really challenged with and you're having a difficult time with. So please enjoy that. And... I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk on Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right back. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. 
Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about no compromises today. And this is our path of peace that we're on as we're rising above the battleground. Phew. <laughs> so it says we were talking just before the break we were talking about conflict conflict is uh, uh, all conflict that we see in the world is a projection of inner conflict uh really it's it's the the conflict that we see in the world it, that bothers us is a reflection of the the disowned unrecognized inner conflict. So let's say that in your mind you'd like to experience the peace of God, but when you see somebody that's doing something you don't like, you feel angry, annoyed, and upset, there's your conflict. You'd like the peace of God, but you're not willing to practice the means to attain it. So how do we practice the means to attain the peace of God? We're willing to practice consistency, no compromise. So it says to be released from conflict means that the conflict is over. So don't mistake a truce for peace. Peace means the conflict is over and the door is open. You have left the battleground. You have not lingered there in cowering hope that the battle will not return because the guns are stilled an instant. And the fear that haunts the place of death is not apparent. So this is the thing is, many people unwittingly hang out in that battleground atmosphere as it says here in cowering hope that the battle will not return now what does that really mean so if in this moment we're not really energizing lots of judgments but we also haven't given them up they're somewhat dormant and so we're living in fear that we're going to get triggered again. That's living in a truce, living on the battleground. And I love that Jesus says here, we, if you're living in that space, you're living in the fear that haunts the place of death. But it might not be apparent. It's not apparent. There is no safety in a battleground. Get out of the battleground. And this is what the course mind training is all about, rising above the battleground by no longer battling. 
How do we move out of no longer battling? We no longer judge and attack. Remember, the attacker always feels attacked. The lover always feels beloved. So when we're judging, we are attacking. If we're attacking, we are saying, I prefer to reside on the battleground. And there's no peace. There's no safety in the battleground. So we say we'd like the peace of God. We'd like to live in safety. But yet we choose to reside in the battleground. Who decides where we live? We decide where we live. Energetically, mentally, emotionally. We are the ones who decide. So if you'd like to feel the peace of God and the safety. Because I know a lot of people who would just like to feel safe. Safe in their home, safe in their relationships, safe in their body. But there is no safety in a battleground. Judge your body, you're living in a battleground. Judge your family, you're living in a battleground. Judge your co-workers, you're working in a battleground. It's that simple, because the attacker always feels attacked. You cannot look down on the battleground in safety from, excuse me, you can look down on the battleground in safety from above and not be touched. But from within it, you can find no safety. Not one tree left still standing will shelter you on the battleground. Not one illusion of protection stands against the faith in murder. So when we harbor attack thoughts we're saying we have faith in murder because our attacking thoughts are murderous thoughts that might seem extreme but it's actually helpful to see okay my attack thoughts are killing me and killing my my collaborators in this world because that attack thoughts diminish life. They diminish the flow of love and therefore they diminish life. So they are murderous thoughts. This is the uncompromising nature of the Course. And this is where it becomes really helpful that there are no gray areas. I love that about the Course. No gray areas. So in this place it says, here stands the body, torn between the natural desire to communicate, right, that's what the body's for, communication, and the unnatural intent to murder and to die. Think you the form that murder takes can offer safety? Can guilt be absent from a battlefield? So when we give ourselves permission to attack, we won't feel safe and we will feel guilty. So the next section, so we're in chapter 23, and that was from the uh, end of section 3. Section 4 is above the battleground, right, where safety is. Do not remain in conflict, for there is no war without attack. The fear of God is a fear of life, not of death. Yet... God remains the only place of safety. In God is no attack, and no illusion in any form stalks heaven. Heaven is wholly true. In other words, heaven is completely uncompromising. It's pure love. It's unconditional. No difference enters, and what is all the same cannot conflict. So this is the thing, in our real life, in our right mind, there's no conflict because there's no difference, no separation. How can oneness have conflict? You can't have conflict except with the belief in separation. How does the belief in separation take hold in our mind and take root in our heart? It's through attack thoughts and that's what all judgments and opinions are yes healing is happening I feel it happening now so 
we've got this example in our world of the battleground going on. And so many people are so upset right now. And almost everybody is united in thinking one thought and they'd like to see change. That's my sense of it is in the particularly in the United States right now with the election, the majority of people would really like to feel heard and respected and understood and they would like to have change. They're not happy with the way things are. They'd like to see the world be a better place. They have different ideas so they think about what a better place is but they'd like to have a better experience for themselves and their loved ones. They'd like to experience expansion, abundance, prosperity. There's so many things that we have in common. And I think when we drill right into it and down to it, there are more things that we hold in common than we have different. But you know what the ego likes? The ego likes seeing the differences and calling them out. And the ego likes attack. The ego likes to think of the enemy. The ego gets stronger on the battleground where when we are on the battleground, we feel weaker because we're not in our loving heart not in our true identity. So right now we see so many people feeling weak, impotent, and they're angry about it. They're mad about it. To the point where they don't know what to do. They're just angry. Just frightened. Just worried about the future. And so even a lot of light workers are struggling right now to do their function, which is to hold the light. But, you know, the thing that I've come to learn that I find so valuable is I don't have to figure out how to hold the light. I really just have to be willing to hold it and that I will be led and guided to it. And one of the things for me was I remember there was a time in my late 20s where I felt a lot of conflict in my family with my parents and and my brother. It's just a lot of conflict. And it was very disheartening to me. And, and it was scary too to feel so much conflict because I really had a desire to feel closer to my family. But I was holding all these attack thoughts and it seemed like they were too. I didn't get that it was coming from me. I thought it was coming from them. Now I can see the truth of it, which was I thought it was coming from them, but it really was coming from my own choice of thoughts and the patterns of negativity and false belief. So as I took ownership and responsibility, uh, responsibility is really the better word rather than ownership, I took responsibility for the thoughts that I was thinking. Then I began to see that my family was shifting and changing. And so where I felt disrespected, misunderstood, and challenged, what began to happen was the more I was willing to be respectful, to be understanding, and to find the path of love and peace and compassion, understanding, what the Course will call true empathy, as I began to move into that space, then I noticed that my family was coming to meet me and join with me. And so I began to see that it was so beautiful that, that it was a mirror and that I could determine what I would see on the screen or the mirror of my life through my 
choices and thoughts and beliefs and actions. And so I moved into this place of great willingness to take responsibility. And it was joyful and exciting to start to be in this place of, I'll go first. Okay, someone needs to move towards peace. Someone needs to move towards non-judgment. Someone needs to move towards forgiveness. Or there's going to be this anger, this upset, this resentment. Somebody needs to make that move. I'll go first. I started to feel excited about going first because I saw it brought such great results. So moving out of that place of resistance and reluctance and fear and anger and upset and into a place of true healing. And I had no idea that it could actually transpire in the way that it did. And this is how I really began to see that if we hold the goal of peace, if we hold the goal of love, We're uncompromising. Yes, I'm going to keep holding this goal, even though it seems like things are not going the way I'd like them to go. I'm going to hold this goal, even though it seems like, oh, there are all these challenges and all these difficulties. I'm going to keep holding this goal, this goal of love, this goal of transformation, this goal of transmutation, this goal of peace, this goal of prosperity, this goal of wholeness and healing, this goal of harmony and wisdom and clarity, and freedom. I'm going to hold all these goals, being my natural self, my true self, and the same for my family, the same for my co-workers, the same for my government's leaders. I'm going to hold this and be uncompromising in it. And I'm going to give all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, you lead, you guide me, you decide, you show me, and I will be uncompromising in saying yes. Now, because we're waking from a dream of separation, there are times when we're very groggy. And we will have experiences where we start blaming and attacking people in the dream. And then we realize, oh, wait a minute. What about my goal of being peaceful? What about my goal of being harmonious? What about my goal of being prosperous? What about all those goals? I can't have both, so I have to make a change here. Okay, I'm going to give it all to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will figure it out. I am sticking to my goal. And that's how we humanly have our experience of being uncompromising in the world. When we notice the disturbance, we course correct. We make that shift, gently loving ourselves free of all limited thoughts and beliefs. So right now in the United States and in other countries too, all around the world, there is stuff that is coming up for healing and it's very visible, it's on a national level, and there's a lot of anger and contention, there's terrorism, there's fear, there's uh, tremendous disasters that are going on, and people are getting triggered. Now, when we get triggered, this is where we can actually make a quantum leap above the battleground. In that experience of being triggered is our liberation from the battleground. Because the pain and the suffering of being triggered, it becomes something that we use it like a trampoline to jump up and get away, get above the battleground. So the old way is trying to work things out on the battleground. Right? So Donald Trump has been talking about drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. So you can see what's there. And you can make a change. We don't have to drain the swamp. Uh, but as spiritual students, what we can do is we can hold the highest light 
and say, the Holy Spirit has got my back. That is not my problem anymore. That was one of the things that was very helpful to me in training my mind is to move into that space of that is not my problem anymore. I gave that problem to the Holy Spirit. Then the mind would come back to it like a splinter in the mind. The mind would come back to it like a sore in your mouth. You keep rubbing your tongue over. A loose tooth and you keep pushing it with your tongue. Oh yes, it's loose. Oh, it scares me. It's the scab you keep picking at, right? Keep going back to it. But instead... What I found so helpful, instead of doing that, which the ego likes to do, just keep looking at it. Is the problem still there? Oh, yeah, it is. Is the problem still there? Oh, yeah, it is. And just because the ego knows it's alive because of despair and upset and anger and freak out. That's how the ego feels alive, but it never will be alive because that, anger, that freak out, that despair, that upset, that's not life. That's not life. Life is love. Life is joy. Life is harmony. Life is freedom. That's what life is. So we're loving ourselves free of these false ideas about what life is. So grateful. So to let these crazy, stinking, thinking ideas dissolve and resolve back to the root cause so we never experience them again. So grateful. So in the uncompromising nature of the Course, we can find clear direction to safety above the battleground. So it says, Heaven, this is again the beginning of uh, section 4, above the battleground in chapter 23. Heaven is wholly true. It's completely true. No difference enters. And what is all the same cannot conflict. You are not asked to fight against your wish to murder. You're not asked to fight against the temptation to attack. Well, that's a relief. You're not, you don't have to fight against it. But you are asked to realize the form your wish to murder takes conceals the same intent. So this is the thing, is that attack thoughts and fighting against the ego are the same. So we can project the attack out onto the brother or we could try and fight the ego. It's the same thing, same intent. And it says, and it is this that you fear and not the form. What is not love is murder. What is not loving must be an attack. Every illusion is an assault on truth, and everyone does violence to the idea of love because it seems to be of equal truth. Every illusion is an assault on truth. What is not loving must be an attack. So how helpful is this, the uncompromising nature of the Course? What is not loving is an attack. Must be an attack. So when we're looking for the loving choice, we can see any any form of attack, it's not loving. So anything that is loving is better than an attack. <laughs> and it's just, it's really simple. It's really simple. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's really simple. And we can be grateful for that simplicity. So in the moment when we're feeling that the choices are difficult, we can simply say, Holy Spirit, I'm not interested in attacking. I'm interested in loving. Show me the way. 
point the way. And, according to our willingness, the way will be easier to see. And so we practice this until the way to be loving is very easy to see. And giving thanks along the way is a great strategy for greasing (laughs) the track so that it's easier and easier to find and see and be the loving person, the loving choice. Ah, so grateful. So, so, so grateful. Well, let's see here. Uh, Just a reminder as we're closing up here that the Loving America Free, Lifting the Election with Love, that free call is available. You can find it on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. You can find it at livingacourseofmiracles.com. You can find it all over Facebook. And if you do find it at Facebook, won't you share and like, etc., so more people find it. Um, And... Uh, again, it's a free download. We should have the transcript pretty soon. It was a great, great call that we had with Jimmy Twyman and John Mundy, Cindy Laura Renard, Bill Free, and Vicky Poppy. It was really just a lovely, uh, helpful, helpful conversation. And I'm so grateful that everyone could participate and the hundreds of people that listened live with us. God bless you and thank you for that. If you are... Uh, enjoying the radio show and you'd like the transcripts uh, we have the transcripts more and more of them available I think we've got about 50 of them posted to the website now at livingacourseofmiracles.com so you can look for them under resources if there's a particular episode of the radio show that you'd really like to have we'd love to send you that so you can send an email to admin, A-D-M-I-N, at jenniferhadley.com. Feel free to make a special request. We'll put it at the, the top of the queue. If you'd like to have a particular radio show transcribed, we'll, we'll be happy to accommodate you for that. And if you enjoy all these free offerings and you'd like to support more of them because... Um, Our staff does not work for free, and we have a number of people full-time working on the staff to get all these things for you. Uh, Then please consider making a contribution and uh, to support what we're doing. And if you have ideas of other things you'd like for us to offer for free, please let us know. We'd love to do them. Uh, And don't forget the A Course in Miracles app is completely free for you at iTunes. We are embarking on the um, making of the app for Androids. So uh, that is not too far away. I expect we can have that by the end of the year. If you'd like to make a contribution to support that, we'd love to receive it at thepowerofloveministry.net or livingacourseofmiracles.com or jenniferhadley.com Alright, so I'm going to invite you to take that breath of love and gratitude again with me as we say a prayer on our way here. We are truly blessing all beings everywhere. So grateful and so thankful to love ourselves free of all attack thoughts, all limiting thoughts. So, so very grateful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to let Spirit do the heavy lifting. We are truly grateful and thankful to hold the high watch of love, for all is one. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. I love you. Have a great, grand, and glorious week. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. 
only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Things may happen around you, things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Rev. Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. 